What should I have thought if at that moment I had been told that appearances were deceitful and that there were many persons then living who, if left to their choice, would prefer life in the dismal walls from which I had instinctively turned to a single night spent in the promising house I was so eager to enter? An old serving man, with a countenance which struck me pleasantly enough at the time, opened the door in response to my ring, only to make instant way for Mayor Packard, who advanced from some nearby room to greet me. By this thoughtful attention, I was spared the embarrassment from which I might otherwise have suffered. His few words of greeting set me entirely at my ease, and I was quite ready to follow him when a moment later he invited me to meet Mrs. Packard. I cannot promise you just the reception you naturally look for, said he, as he led me around the stairs toward an opening at their rear. But she's a kind woman, and cannot but be struck with your own kind spirit and quiet manner. Happily, I was not called upon to answer, for at that moment the door swung open, and he ushered me into a room flooded brilliantly with the last rays of the setting sun. The woman who sat in its glow made an instant and permanent impression upon me. No one could look intently upon her without feeling that here was a woman of individuality and power, overshadowed at present by the deepest melancholy. As she rose and faced us, I decided instantly that her husband had not exaggerated her state of mind. Emotion of no ordinary nature disturbed the lines of her countenance and robbed her naturally fine figure of a goodly portion of its dignity and grace. And though she immediately controlled herself and assumed the imposing aspect of a highly trained woman, ready, if not eager, to welcome an intruding guest, I could not easily forget the drawn look about mouth and eyes which, in the first instant of our meeting, had distorted features naturally harmonious and beautifully serene. I am sure her husband had observed it also, for his voice trembled slightly as he addressed her. I, I have brought you a companion, Olympia, one whose business and pleasure it will be to remain with you while I am making speeches a hundred miles away. Do you not see reason for thanking me? This last question he pointed with a glance in my direction, which drew her attention and caused her to give me a kindly look. I met her eyes fairly. They were large and gray and meant for smiling, eyes that, with a happy heart behind them, would illumine her own beauty and create joy in those upon whom they fell. But today, nothing but question lived in their dark and uneasy depths, and it was for me to face that question and give no sign of what the moment was to me. I think, I am sure, that my thanks are due you, she courteously replied, with a quick turn toward her husband, expressive of confidence, and as I thought, of love. I dreaded being left alone. He drew a deep breath of relief. We both did. Then we talked a little, after which Mayor Packard found some excuse for taking me from the room. Now, for the few words you requested, said he, and preceding me down the hall, he led me into what he called his study. I noted one thing, and only one thing, on entering this place. That was the presence of a young man who sat at a distant table reading and making notes. But as Mayor Packard took no notice of him, knowing and expecting him to be there, no doubt, I, with a pardonable confusion, 
withdrew my eyes from the handsomest face I had ever seen.